0: Everyone and welcome to the Christmas special of what we're watching, the podcast about all things television. For today's episode, I was joined by the wonderful Cliff Parisi, who chatted to me all about the upcoming Christmas special of Call the Midwife and the joys of playing Fred Buckle. And he also looked back at his time in EastEnders and in the I'm a Celebrity jungle. And of course, I got his picks for Christmas TV heaven. And Christmas TV hell but first of all I'd like to share a few of my own recommendations for what to watch over the festive period if you're looking for a bit of fun over the festive period then I would recommend watching two doors down The Christmas special is on BBC Two this Monday, and if it's half as good as the one last year, it's gonna be hilarious, so I definitely recommend checking that out. Of course, you also have the Mrs Brown's Boys Christmas special. It's become quite a yearly tradition for them to have their Christmas and New Year special, and this year's the same, so I would definitely recommend the Mrs Brown's Boys specials too. If you fancy a bit of a reality TV fix instead, Then why not try the Great British Bake Off? The Christmas special is different than the normal series because they put celebrities against each other to bake off in the tent. And this year it's a cast of It's a Sin, which was a brilliant programme in itself. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Or you could try the Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special. That's always on Christmas Day and it's got some brilliant celebrity contestants this year. It's got Anne-Marie... Um, Fred Siriax, Mel Giedroych, Adrian Charles. It's got some brilliant, brilliant celebrities on there and it's going to be really funny. So, yeah, I'd definitely watch that. Or if you fancy something a little bit new, The Greatest Snowman, not showman, snowman, is out on Channel 4 and it's hosted by Sue Perkins and she's always brilliant. It's a challenge show For celebrities to build snowmen against each other. So it's going to be unique and it's going to be very funny judging by who's doing it. They've got Johnny Vegas, um, Cherry Healy, Liam Charles, Danny Dyer. It's going to be good. There's also Christmas at Liberty on Channel 4. And they had a special a few years back actually where Liberty showed you the run up in their store to Christmas and how they prepared for it. And it was absolutely brilliant. So if this special's like that, then it's going to be fab. I'm definitely going to be watching it. But if you fancy a bit of drama instead, then why not try Stay Close? It's coming to Netflix on New Year's Eve and it's Harlan Coben's new drama. And I haven't heard of a Harlan Coben drama that hasn't been amazing and successful. And this one, I'm sure, will be the same because... It's got Richard Armitage in, Sarah Parish, who I actually chatted to on one of my earlier episodes, so go and check that out as well, and James Nesbitt. So it's got brilliant cast, and Harlan Coben's amazing, so it's going to be fab. There's also The Girl Before, which is a new drama starting on BBC One on the 19th of December. It's a psychological thriller, and it stars um, Jessica Plummer from EastEnders. She's only recently left EastEnders. And Yeah, it looks absolutely brilliant. Apparently it's full of twists, and I'm definitely gonna watch it to find out what happens It looks fab So those are my recommendations for what to watch over Christmas, but what does a big guy think I? Asked Santa himself what he's gonna be watching over Christmas <laughs>
1: Hello, hello, hello Grace, this is Father Christmas here in the North Pole and I'm thinking to myself what would I like to watch over Christmas because there are so many wonderful films on and um, I thought I'd share that with you and maybe you'll be able to watch a few similar films to Father Christmas himself. So, well my first one that I like is about my brother Fred Claus, you see, (laughs) it's a nice Christmas one, you'll like that if you get to see it, Fred Claus. Oh, my very favourite of all time is Miracle on 34th Street. I really like that. I watch it every year. <laughs> every single year. I never, I never get fed up with watching it. It's a wonderful film. So if you get a chance to watch that, that would be rather nice. That's what I'm going to be watching. So that's just a few of the stories and the uh, TV and the films that I'd like to watch. So I hope that you get to watch them as well. Now, I'm going to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
0: Now, he told me in this interview that he thinks he's played Santa on TV more than anyone else. So... There couldn't be anyone more perfect to have a chat with on my Christmas special than Cliff Parisi. Enjoy. So I think I'll probably start off by asking you about Call the Midwife, obviously, because it's it's a huge tradition for people to sit down on Christmas Day and watch the special. My family do it as well. We absolutely love it. Can you tell yeah. me a little bit, obviously, without giving too much away, <laughs> about this year's Christmas special?
2: Well, I can tell you one thing. It's raining babies this year. <laughs> oh, my word. I mean, I I haven't seen it. Obviously, I've read it. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I sneaked into the press preview, which I, I shouldn't have been in, and I saw the last... Ten minutes, and I'm telling you, it's a real tear jerker, But it's got a great feel about it, really nice, lovely Christmas feel about it. Um, it's very moving, as always. Um, we have got Reggie is 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 um is wishing, wishing, praying for snow, um, and uh, Fred is up to his normal antics. Um, but this year, there's a possible wedding okay. i can't say too much about that but there's an amazing stag do <laughs> which is um which is a west indian dominoes night have you ever been to a west indian dominoes game oh my nice. word well it's a big game with a west indian so there's a lot of banging a lot of shouting a lot of dominoes and drinks flying everywhere and a lot of posturing it's really really yeah. it, it, you think it was a riot <laughs> but this is how they normally play, so it's really, really good fun, and and it was great to do. And I suggested it to Heidi, and she took up the baton and and, and put it in the show, because I'm Zeppelin's best man, um Cyril's best man, yeah, uh, on Christmas Day. So so that's what we organise, you see. And so they got these guys from Brixton, this sort of domino Society, these these West Indian guys from Brixton. And they came down and they were in the show. Yeah. And they were proper West Indian Dominoes players. So yeah. they were like... they, I mean, it was a scream, a real ball. So we enjoyed that. We've also got me being Santa again for the 20th time <laughs> on Christmas Day. So I've probably... Played Santa more than anybody else on Christmas Day. I have did it in EastEnders every year, and I've done it subsequently in Call the Midwife every year. So that's 20 years of me being Santa. So there's a record for me, um, probably for the BBC too. Um, people come, people go, people show up. So there's some new people, um, and uh, and Miriam Margolis comes back. Her character comes oh, back. That, so that's she's brilliant. Great she's a nutcase but she's <laughs> fabulous to work with she's really entertaining yeah. um but it is as usual it's life affirming it's 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 a, a wonderful story a human story well lots of human stories loads of babies yeah um and there's a bit of tragedy in there too so it's got everything
0: there's a new series that's going to begin on the 2nd of January. What has it been like for you filming another series of Call the Midway?
2: For me? Well, yeah. It's better than being on the dole, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> hey? I mean, you know, rough actors. But, um, I mean, I've, I've been very lucky through my career. I've always worked, pretty much. I've almost never been out of work. I mean, in the early days, obviously, you know, when you're starting out, you're never in work. But then once you actually, once I started, I have pretty much gone from job to job without stopping but it's always good to have that in the diary you know it's always good to have your at least six months of your year sorted you know and guaranteed so because you know I've got family I've got support and mortgage to pay and like everybody else we're all in this situation now where you don't know whether you're going to be working due to any reason whatsoever companies closing there's you know, we've got big mm-hmm. upheavals down at Call the Midwife. We've had to move studios because Netflix have bought the studio that we use and we've oh, had wow. to build a studio there. So, so you know, everything's yeah. in a kind of state of flux. But I think we're very lucky because the shows are one of the most popular shows on TV. Yeah. And there's a good reason for that. And it's down to Heidi Thomas. And we've got the greatest writer and and, and producers and... Uh, Art department um, actors come and go, you know. There we, I'm into, I'm pretty, but we're pretty to a penny, you know. There's thousands of us, Um, but we are established now, and the public love us. So there's an investment that they've put in to our show, and so we've got a kind of guaranteed audience for as long as we we keep producing the goods. So for me, not only is it work, but it's I'm not going to be around forever. And I would like to leave a legacy of decent work behind me. And it's kind of nice to know that I've done 11 years of Call the Midwife, which is a top, top show selling all over the world. And I'm in it. Yeah. So for me, it's not just work. It is a pride thing. I'm very, very proud and very humbled by it sometimes. And I see the people that are in it and the performances that they give. And I just go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm very, very lucky. I'll be doing it until I drop off the perch, I suppose.
0: <laughs> Can I ask you a bit more about the rest of the cast in the show? Because obviously your character, Fred, has got a really lovely family unit with Violet and Reggie. Like, have yeah. you found yourself and obviously the rest of the cast becoming like a bit of a family after working together for so long? Because you've been in it since the first series, haven't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been in it since the start. Um, I may have even been in the first scene. I can't remember now. Uh, but, yeah, um, we are like a family. We, it's, it's lovely to see each other. You know, we have six months off, we miss each other, and we all get back to work, and it's really exciting. It's yeah. like, oh, hi, how do you doing? But we've got a WhatsApp group, so we kind of keep in touch. Yeah. So we send, we'll send we'll, it. Every now and again, I'll put a silly video up there or something, you know, and they'll go, boo. Um, but we, you know, we 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 are like a family, and we all love each other and 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 support each other. And and Violet and Reggie are like my surrogate family. I spend when we're filming, I spend more time with them than I do with my real family. You know, yeah. we we are we are bunkered down together in 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 Surrey. We, I live in North Essex, so so yeah, we we are like a little family unit. Um, Dan is Dan is great. You know, he's like having a son. It's like having a big son. He's 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 great. He's a great actor and great fun. And Annabelle, Annabelle is is brilliant. You know, her, her Violet character is just she makes me howl. You know, the way she chastises Fred, she's really got it down to a T. She's slowly yeah. turning into Margaret Thatcher, I think. <laughs>
0: um,
2: yes, yeah, we are like a family, and. And um, there's no, you know, like sometimes on shows there might be, uh, there might be friction mm. between different groups of yeah. actors. None of that ever, ever, ever. It's such a feel-good company yeah. to be involved with, which is lovely. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't get tired of that, you know. Yeah.
0: as you were saying earlier, like you're very used to seeing yourself on television around Christmas time with obviously you playing Fred Buckle now and you used to play Minty in EastEnders. The EastEnders 2009 episodes with Minty in have been airing on BBC four recently, the older episodes. And it's great to see some of like the older characters, the legends that aren't there anymore. Was there a key storyline or something that you worked on whilst you were in EastEnders that that's, like sticks out in your mind as being the most memorable or like your favourite to work on?
2: Oh well yeah well Gary's mum having an affair with Gary's mum was fun <laughs> that was just so wrong yeah it was just so much fun and then he'd come home from lunch and we we were naked in the kitchen covered <laughs> in jam and, and cream and we had a fight we had a punch up it was just Brilliant. And it was great to work with Ricky Groves for the all, all those years because we were kind of we were like this really odd couple. Yeah. Because no there was no real reason for us to be in the show. <laughs> we weren't related to anybody. Yeah. Um we, we ended up being this kind of light relief, I think. Um, they yeah. used to cut to us whenever they needed to just get away from the heavy stuff for a minute. Um although they did give us heavy stuff to do, but we generally buggered it up and turned <laughs> it into comedy. So, so they realised that we we weren't the best at doing the big heavy drama <laughs> stuff. We were quite good at doing the stupid slapstick comedy. Yeah. And w- we would get them out of trouble when things were getting a little bit dark. I think yeah. that's what we ended up being used for. Um, Sam's Wedding, which which I remember vividly, where... because. Uh, minty fell in love with sam hmm. and who wouldn't she was gorgeous and mm-hmm. she was great fun too and all the stuff with Bab- babs you know i did quite a lot of stuff with barbara yeah. and that was always that was always a treat you know you always mm-hmm. felt like you were in the presence you to see the queen almost you know what i mean like yeah. the Queen, cre- the queen of eastenders yeah i miss i miss it i mean it was great it was a great show for me to do and okay. to be honest with you i'd Already been in television fairly solidly for 20 years mm. when I joined the cast of EastEnders, and I've been in Cavanaugh QC, I've done um, London's Burning, uh, Bramwell. You know, I'd never really been at work. I was, uh, and sometimes i have been working on three TV shows at the same time, mm. but of course, nobody really knows who you are until you turn up at a show like EastEnders, yeah. and then overnight. And in those days of course there were there weren't so many channels and we used to get 11 12 million viewers a night so you'll become famous overnight which is strange in today's world celebrity is is kind of a, an important currency mm. if you I don't I don't like being a celebrity I don't like being the focus of attention unwanted attention but it has a, it has a, 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 a value yeah. in terms of employment. People, people will employ you because yeah. you might bring an audience with you. Well, people used to say to me, you know, girls used to come up to say, my mum my really fancies you. <laughs> and, that, and, and now I get my nan used to fancy you.
0: <laughs> Do you get recognised more now for Fred or for Minty in public?
2: Well, I, I think I very rarely get recognised for Minty these days. Okay. The Although I do, I yeah. do, but not quite as much as Fred.
0: Okay. But uh, yeah. so, so many
2: people watch Call the Midwife now, and yeah, and it was it was eleven, twelve years ago that I was on. Yeah. EastEnders.
0: Yeah. Would you um, would you ever consider going back to it or
2: not? Going back to Eastenders.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, wow. Well, look, never say never. If, yeah. the story line, if the storyline, if the storyline was right, and it wasn't permanent, it was like if I would, I would, I quite, I wouldn't mind dipping in and out, having okay. it in for six months, and, but I don't know if I'd want to go back. I don't know. I don't know. I, I look, you know, uh, at the moment I've got Call a midwife, which I love doing, so I don't think about EastEnders apart from I've got great fondness in my heart for the show. Yeah. Um, I do miss it, and I miss everyone down there, and it was great a great place to work and yeah and, and it's like joining the SAS of acting because you get so much stuff thrown at you you could be yeah. working on twelve scripts all at once. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean maybe I would. There's the answer. Maybe. Maybe. Okay.
0: Did you did you take anything from set when you left? Because a lot of people do that, don't they?
2: The costume people were really lovely because I was more Birkenstocks so I hated shoes. And they made me a pair of Damonte Birkenstocks they oh that's so the cool for so, they were so cool I used to wear them on the red carpet no to go to, yeah yeah I used to wear a suit I, I used to wear a tuxedo with my Birkenstocks my, <laughs> my sparkly Birkenstocks oh that's really so cool. good
0: that's yeah. so cool um, I must also ask you quickly about um, I'm a Celebrity because the yeah. final ads this Sunday and obviously you were on it was it two years ago now yeah. yeah 19
2: was, yeah
0: yeah what was it like for you as a show to be on like what were the highs what were the lows on the sh-
2: on the show oh, I'm a celebrity well yeah it's a funny one really because it's quite nerve-wracking going into a show mm-hmm. like that because you know you're going to be tortured and put all <laughs> kinds of stuff in your face and make you eat stuff and um and you know a lot of people say that they did it as a cathartic thing they always wanted to do I never wanted to do the show to look at that show and go oh my god why would you do that who would do that why would someone do that to someone and why would you do that it's like wrong it's just no you know who wants to eat a possum's ass come on it's just not right so I went no I'd never do it and they asked me couple of times I had a meeting with them and then I thought no I'm not going to do it and then I had another meeting with them and then I thought no I'm not going to do it and then my wife wanted to buy another house and I thought mm, maybe that will buy me the house so help buy the house so at uh, the last minute I said yes and then I thought well you know what I'm quite brave I think uh I don't like creepy crawlies. Oh, you crawlers. Know, if you give me a choice, i would get my wife to pick up a spider. You know, I don't like touching horrible things, slugs and things like that. But it's funny when a klaxon goes off, you just you get stuck in. You've got no choice. You just got to do it. And the scariest thing, the thing that I hated and I didn't want to do was being buried alive. And I thought, well, my heart sank when that came up. And I thought, oh no, what are they gonna put in with me? You know, and it was rats and cockroaches. These cockroaches were razors on their on their on their legs. So they, they cut you. Yes. So you like being cut by a million little razors, and then these bloody, awful rats sniffing around and licking you and nibbling it, oh my God, but you know, that was pretty grim um, um, but sleeping was my problem there you know, I the bed was too small for my, I couldn't get my shoulders in yeah. it I, and, and, and I'd also got whiplash on the way to the airport and so that had really caused me to have a lot of pain and, and so I was taking a fair amount of fairly quite strong medication so i had a bit of an odd sleep pattern i wasn't sleeping very well at night but then i was dozing off during the day Mm -hmm. you know what i thought that i'm gonna i'll be all right in there you know because i can talk i've got loads of stories and stuff like that but you know i I gotta be honest with you i didn't get a word in sideways you could not get a word in with that lot. they talk about bunny on my life And it was already established, you know when you, the other thing is when you come in late,
0: yeah, it's
2: very difficult to establish yourself. You're a kind of yeah. guest in someone's house, you yeah. know you're sitting on the sofa, their sofa. yeah, and I felt a little bit like that, so it's very, very difficult to uh, so I, yeah, I didn't feel like i sh- I showed the best of myself, and I think that I, I would have liked to have done it again and been better. Because okay. I thought I was crap.
0: No, <laughs> but, I know, loved you in there. You were brilliant when you I, came in I, with Andy. That was absolute. That was comedy gold when you and Andy came.
2: Oh in. My, oh my god! And he just laughed at me, and I was throwing <laughs> my hands and all that. And the thing was, like normally they give you a little sack to put your 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 stars in, Stuff, right?
0: Yeah.
2: But then there's two great big bullocks in that shed.
0: Yeah.
2: That could kill you, you know. And there's two of them in there. They were massive. They were like buses with horns, huge horns. And they stuck me in there with it. And I had to keep going past them to take my stars and poke them through a letterbox. And it was like, it really took time. And lots of the holes I put my hands in, he was, and I was standing there really in here. I was feeling around and getting it bitten by scorpions and one. And he was just laughing at me. And there was nothing in there.
0: The the premise of my podcast is obviously I get a guest from the television industry like yourself and they join me for a chat. And then at the end, I get their picks for my little TV heaven and TV hell. But seeing as it's Christmas, could I get your pick for like a TV Christmas heaven? So is there anything that you always watch over the festive period that like that you just you just would never miss? You always watch over Christmas
2: every year, every single year. There's a couple of films that I like to watch. Um, and that, Home Alone, you've got to watch Home Alone.
0: Yeah.
2: And It's a Wonderful Life.
0: I haven't watched that. I should. I really should. That's a classic, is oh, it? Oh,
2: it's the best Christmas film ever made. Well, there's a black and white version and a colour version. I personally like the black and white version.
0: Yeah.
2: But um, But the colour version is great, too. Okay. But it is a fabulous movie, fantastic film, long but brilliant.
0: And what would you pick for TV Christmas hell? So, is there anything that's on over Christmas that you absolutely hate and you will never watch?
2: You know, when I was a kid, it was sort of all those sort of thought that Andy Williams show, the Des O'Connor show, the um, Billy Smart Circus. I mean, that used to drive me nuts—horses going around in a ring. But we to have to sit and watch that religiously. Yeah. Um now TV hell in a way is generally East It's just that it's always there's always there's always someone crying in the curb yeah. while in the background you can hear everyone celebrating in the pub. And I I find I find, just find it's a bit heavy sometimes yeah. on
0: Christmas. Yeah, no, so, the soaps at Christmas, they're not exactly cheerful, are they? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Which is no, why I call mum, the midwife my... is perfect. It leaves you feeling warm.
2: It's like yeah. a Christmas pudding.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for the Christmas special of What We're Watching. Join me back here next year for more exclusive chats with some brilliant guests. If you haven't got anything to do over the festive season, then you can catch up on my previous series of what we're watching over on Spotify, Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year.